What is happening, guys? Welcome back to the King in It podcast. <laughs> that was loud. Yeah. Do you know why? Yeah. Because this week we're talking about the paranormal. Oh, the ghosties and the ghoulies. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're brand new around here, my name's Craig. This is Amy. Uh, and we've started a new season uh, usually we talk about our travels, but we can't do that anymore, can we, love? Yeah, usually we talk about ourselves. A bit <laughs> egotistical like that, we, Craig? We can't do that anymore. Speak for yourself, love. We've got no more stories. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this one's going to be a little bit different. Uh, so we're here to help you learn. Right. For free. Free, yes. mate. No charge. Free. Download this for free. Watch it for YouTube on free. On free. <laughs> Get to bed, Craig. You know, uh... Back in the day, where my teacher would have said, what do you want to be when you're older? I never thought I would have said, you know, an educator. Never would have thought that that would have come from somebody like myself, Craig. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't believe it. I'm still learning English at 31. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, can we just take a minute to talk about Amy's glorious locks? Now, now don't show me up, Craig. Don't you embarrass look, you me. You look lush, babes. I love that you say that to me. It's been 12 years. 13, actually. 13, nearly. We weren't counting the first one, were you? So when's our, when's our anniversary then? What date's that? 13th of August. 11th of August. Oh, my nan. I knew you were going to get it wrong. <laughs> we forget every year. Every we take year. it in turns to forget, so it's fine. <laughs> so this season we've got 10... Hang on a minute. You didn't actually... You didn't talk about my hair. Oh, yes, lush. Thank you. Cute little bob. So if you as can't you, see you Amy, were. it's like a natural, sandy... Blonde. Well, actually, um, my hairdresser actually said, oh, no, I wish I could do an Australian accent, but she was something like... She's not Australian. For the beach. It looks absolutely gorgeous for the beach. <laughs> You're from space, you? <laughs> <laughs> that was an Australian accent. Wow. You are from space. <laughs> she was like, you know, like an Aussie... Uh, Hang on, Harriet, Harriet's from Barry. No, but she does a cracking Aussie Oh, does she? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, go on, Harriet. <laughs> so shout out to Harriet for making my missus look alive. Oh, God bless all of your souls. So as I was saying before you interrupted me, mm. uh, we've got 10 podcasts this season. Yeah. Amy came up with this herself. So, so you know it's going to be absolutely banging. Pressure thing. Absolutely banging. Sorry if we blasted you. I'll turn that down turn a little bit. Down a bit yeah. Levels. Very exciting. So uh, each episode has got a dif different theme. The first one was myths and legends. Amazing. Second one, true crime, mate. Oh, shit. Went straight in, didn't we? This one. Got a bit dark, though, didn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I had to cut a lot of what Amy was talking about because it did go really dark. <laughs> kids battering other kids with bricks and stuff. Oh. Well, to be honest, Craig, this one's not that much lighter. However, nobody you. dies because they're already dead. Oh, fair enough. So there's... Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last week we ended on a riddle. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, so, I've probably forgotten the answer. Go on. You've what? probably forgotten the riddle as well. So I'll refresh your memory. Yeah. So the riddle was, you measure my life in hours and I serve you by expiring. I'm quick when I'm thin and slow when I'm fat. The wind is my enemy. Did you get the answer? Oh, you know, I went through everything from um, clocks to slugs and I don't think I was right. Slugs. Well, if you're a, if you're a thin slug, you could be quicker. If you're what? a fat slug... Slow you down a bit. But what about the wind, though? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> I don't know. What's the answer? The answer is a candle. 
A candle. Of course it is. Makes sense when you know, doesn't it? Say, say the riddle again. So you measure my life in hours and yep. I serve you by expiring. Yeah. Uh, I'm quick when I'm thin and slow when I'm fat and the wind is my enemy. Of course. So easy when you know. But, uh. plot twist, is the wind really their enemy? Because if he blows the candle out, he lives longer. So really, the wind's your, your mate, isn't he? Right. Whoever you found that off, just write him a letter. I'm going to write Let in. him know. I'll let him know. That, that's that. Just got the candles back. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like a candle in the wind. One of my favourite songs. Right, before we jump into all the juicy, probably dark stuff Amy's got written down. I promise not to make you cry. However, <laughs> there is a disclaimer in this part. Look out for that. Disclaimer? I've got a disclaimer part of this. What, what about what? It's, it's, it's terrifying and people might not want to listen. Oh. Yeah. I'm not, not legit now. I'm not, I'm not even being serious. It, it is You're not thing. even being serious? I'm not even joking. Right. <laughs> That's what I said. Can't trust it, honestly. <laughs> right, before we do that, let's thank this week's sponsor, shall we? Yay! Bloody Surfshark, oh. mate. Oh, that's the one. Right, so, right, so little thing for you. Next <laughs> week, I want you to learn your buttons because it's just disastrous. Well, you can actually get them up on the screen, but the sun, the sun's shining today. Can it you believe is, it? yeah. But it's shining on my touchpad, so I can't see what's happening. So, Surfshark, one of our favourite just companies in general, isn't it? It is. I always, I always smile when I think about them. I think it's because we do, like, really funny adverts on our YouTube videos, and I just... The girl, like Gabriella, who we put forward to go, can you just approve this, please? Is it okay? <laughs> she always loves them, doesn't she? Shout out to Gabriella. Yeah. She does, yeah. So if you don't know what we're talking about, Surfshark is a VPN, which is a virtual private network. It's posh. Basically keeps you safe online from yeah. hackers and malware and all kinds. Yeah, so you basically you download the app. You can have it on loads of different devices, your laptop, your mobile, and you can use them all at the same time, which mm. I'm pretty sure you can't do with any other VPN. Which is why Surfshark's the one to have. Only the best, mate. Yeah, so it, it saves you and it like blocks all these like ads and yeah, all these vicious viruses and stuff. Vicious? Flipping vicious, Craig. Malicious. Malware. Malicious malware. Do you know that is actually, the it, it, malware is short for malicious. I thought it was malnourished. <laughs> nah, nah, it's not. <laughs> so yeah how much is Surfshark is super cheap well it? it works out cheap but it, I mean it doesn't even matter because we got you a discount anyway sick so if you go to surfshark.deals forward slash RYOW podcast which is rule your own world of course if you didn't know our mantra already mm -hmm. uh, you get 83% off <laughs> which is crazy and three months free three months for free honestly like we're too good to people you know, if you feel like that's too too little a money and you think, oh my God, that's like such a good deal, maybe I'll just send Craig and Amy some money. But like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, just save us what you, you've saved. Yeah, and PayPal. Like, we can give it our PayPal. Makes sense. That's absolutely fine. Uh, another thing you can do with Surfshark as well is you can change your location. Yeah. So you can change your network, uh, your Netflix library. Yes, one so of the winners. If you've rinsed yours in the UK or if you're in the US and you want some UK action. Yeah. Get Surfshark and you can watch UK Netflix. Because y'all know we've been watching a lot of TV in lockdown. <laughs> that lockdown life, baby. So it could do with another library. And it is really good as well because it's like, you know, it says like UK top 10 mm. watched. I mean, it does it in US as well. It's completely different. Completely different people. Brilliant. Here we go. Here we the go. paranormal. Be prepared for this one, okay? Because oh, it is a little bit. <laughs> God. What? <laughs> <laughs> That was the, the most laugh. evil laugh I've ever heard. <laughs> so, 
the paranormal are signs or occurrences that are outside of the norm and sometimes beyond scientific explanation. From supernatural phenomena to extrasensory perceptions of ghosts, aliens, and UFOs. Scientists may be able to explain away everything supernatural, but that doesn't stop many people from believing in it. Mm -hmm. There's just something exciting and hopeful about the prospect of paranormal phenomena. It opens the possibility of life after death, of life somewhere else out there in the universe, and of not feeling as alone in humankind's existence on Earth. Well, that's quite nice when you put it like that. I didn't write that. Amy sent that to me. He said, read it out at the start. So it's probably pl- Cra- plagiarism. plagiarism pl- I was like, put it in your own bloody words, will you? I changed about three, <laughs> but that's fine. It did sound a bit intellectual for you. All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, take it back, love. Cool, though. I'm going to kick it off with a personal experience. You were there, too. Oh. Yeah. Do I know about Don't this? Don't know if you remember this. Probably not. Paranormal. This Unexplainable, this is. Okay. Do you remember this? No. Right. We were in Bangkok. Yes, I do. Yeah, you do straight away. Whoa! How how fucking weird was that? So so we can either put this down to a paranormal experience or an earthquake. Was there an earthquake? That no, day? it wasn't that. All right, all right. Tell a story. So picture this: we're in Bangkok at the time we were skint, so we, we were looking for cheap cheap accommodation. Mm-hmm. We found this hotel, which was in the back end of this alleyway, in this really old rundown building with like giant doorways uh, and long corridors that were just like kind of damp on the floor. It kind of looked like an old, huge hospital. Yeah. That had been like, not renovated, but turned into a hostel. Yeah, like they chucked a few beds in a few rooms. But there was no one there. There's nothing on the walls. Like it's so basic. And there was literally like a a desk downstairs with a chair in front of it. And where the guy checked us in, he had like a little laptop on there. I mean, he might not have even had a laptop. I don't remember. But anyway, so we check in, we like go down all these corridors up about, we go to like the fourth floor or something. And I don't know why, And you know, we've always got all these bags and they're like, yeah, you're on the 69th floor. <laughs> and, oh, sorry, the lift's broken. And we're like, oh my God. Sounds quite posh for a time, man. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks us to the room, we get in the room and, and I was thinking about this story earlier because it just came to me out of nowhere. But I was like, we weren't even jet lagged. We'd been there for a few days. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like we were just like spacing out or whatever. So So set the picture. What's the room look like? So we the room is like really high ceilings again. Two of those like old school, like springy metal single beds, Mm -hmm. like opposite ends of the room. Like it wasn't a big room though, was it? No, it was kind of small. Um, and then we had like a little bedside table each next to the bed. Mm -hmm. So Amy. You were laying down reading the book, weren't you? I can't remember this. You were on your Kindle, I think. Mm. And I was on the bed across from the room. And I was sort of on my phone, I think, just like scrolling. And uh, and I and I felt my mattress lift up like somebody had put their foot underneath. You know when you were a kid and if you had bunk beds, yeah. you would push the yeah. you, I'd push my brother up in the air. It felt like someone was doing that. Mm. And I kind of laughed. And then I looked at Amy and she was in her bed. And I was like, there's somebody under the bed. I was like, Aim, was that you? It was you... the middle of the day, innit? It was the middle of the day. Yeah. So, and it was bright shining. We're in Thailand. Like, yeah. So, so so it was like so unscary. Mm. But I was I looked at Amy and I was like, what the hell was that? And Did you look under the bed? I looked under the bed. I thought there was going to be someone under. Oh, there was nobody under the bed. But my mattress lifted up like someone had kicked it up. Yeah. It was fucking weird as shit. Saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> Paranormal, mate. Paranormal. Kicking it off with a, a first-hand experience. So I want to ask you off the back of that. 
<laughs> do you believe in ghosts? Like, yeah, have you ever had an experience? I guess that's... Well, that's one of them. I had another one when I was a kid doing my paper round. Right. I used to do this paper round, right? Mm. Uh, and it was horrible. I used to do it in the dead of winter, freezing cold, like you would picture a, a horror movie. How you know? old were you? I was 12, maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> is that funny <laughs> I'm just joking <laughs> so picture this you're 12 years old you have to get up at 6 in the morning Ew, yeah, what to get a bag full of papers and drive around this, ride around this barry mm. delivering papers so you still have to go to this really old block of flats you know the one at the top of the grove yeah and, and in the winter obviously it was pitch black freezing it was always windy and horrible yeah uh, and I remember about I was about to go into one of the blocks of flats and it some of them they would buzz you in and some of them you uh you would buzz for ages and they just wouldn't let you in and some of them you could just open right as i went to open one of the doors i swear down i saw the reflection of somebody in a black outfit wearing a, a fucking scream mask in the ah. in the door and i was so terrified i ripped ripped the door open just ran in and ran to the top flat where i delivered the paper and i just i was there for about half an hour i think i waited till the sun came up really it was terrifying that's so strange have you had you seen scream the film at that age uh i mean it would have been around that time that it came out i think so maybe you'd have watched it and maybe your mind was playing tricks maybe on it you. was my mind playing tricks yeah but what you know you say in that intro that there's some scientific reasons would that would they wouldn't have been for that well maybe they were just a nutter wearing it maybe just come back from a halloween party or something and he was about to, he was going back to his flat maybe <laughs> either way you never know give me a warning bloody hell don't not to alarm you mate but i'm wearing a screen mask behind you <laughs> at six in the morning you're only 12 but uh i'm i'm behind you just to let you know <laughs> oh, let me take it off how about that yeah how take it off take mate it off? have a bit of courtesy jeez just trying to do my bit do you know what i mean it's really strange because like we've been together so long i feel like you've told me all the stories about your life and yeah. i know everything but i didn't know that one didn't know that one no i was saving that for, the, for this day yeah but it's crazy like <laughs> I, d I don't believe in ghosts. Mm. That isn't to say that I don't welcome an encounter, you know? No, mate, why? I, I, I would. Why? Like, so, you know, if you're out, if you're listening, um, come and say hello, friendly. Maybe, you know, 12, 1 in the day, not in the dead of the night. Don't kick the bottom of my bed. That would be good. Yeah, just like, you know, wandering, maybe <clears throat> before you come. <laughs> You know, when you're in the in the kitchen making a sandwich and your mum comes in and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> no, that's me every me. day. I have to literally do that when I walk in the kitchen. Otherwise, Amy's like, oh my God, you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I'm literally just like, hi, oh, babes. And she's like, oh my God. I know. I, I, did I throw a knife at you at one point? No, but you burst into tears once. I did cry. I do get really scared. <laughs> I touched you. I put my hand on your shoulder and you cried. <laughs> Was that you, though? <laughs> but yeah, no, I would welcome it because I'm very intrigued. And I would I would love to know that there is something out there. It would be a bit scary and a bit naive, well, a bit naive of me to think that, you know, only good people would come through and see you. Like if you've lost a loved one. Right. That would be a nice encounter, but obviously with the good would come the bad, I think. So mm. I don't know, but I would like to think there is something else out there and I would like to experience that myself. You're quite weird with... Thank you. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. That's the end of the sentence. I get that. Pop that in my bio, shall I? <laughs> On my CV. Weird. Weird AF. 
<laughs> but no, I remember you Weird saying... shit boyfriend. <laughs> oh, what? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I remember you saying before, like, y- you went into your room and you, like, did, like, a little thing. And y- oh, yeah. Y- go on, tell him about that. This is not normal behaviour, but go on. If I if I ever move house, I've only moved house once. Um, and obviously everybody can relate to, like, needing the toilet as a little kid in the middle of the night and then, like, having to turn your bedroom light off and then run to your bed because you think someone's going to grab your legs or whatever. So, like, when I was older and I moved house, I just went into my bedroom and I was like, right, if there's anybody in here, I'm your friend. I would like you to be my friend as well. Um, weirdo alert. This is a safe place. Weirdo alert. For us all. Um, and then, you know, if I ever slept with my leg out the bed, I had no problems. <laughs> Nobody's chomping that because I've spoken to them. We're mates. See, that's an odd thing to it, do. It that, worked, yeah. though, <laughs> mentally for me. You know, it is quite odd. But yeah, like maybe I have had a, an encounter with ghosts. I just didn't know what was happening. Right. You know, that happens in life with me. I don't often know things are happening because <laughs> you don't have a clue what's going I on. I don't half know the what's time, going babe, on. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about it. So yeah, I uh, googled. Um, how do you know when a ghost is in a room? <laughs> and this is what Google had to say back to me. Go on. The temperature in the room suddenly gets chilly. <laughs> oh, go on, carry on. You hear unexplained creaking of stairs, and I thought. What if I was down the beach? What? Where's the stairs? <laughs> like, how would I know? Like, what's that but old? you Googled what's the what would happen if a ghost walked into a room, how not if it came down the beach. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> the rest of it makes sense then. So doors are opening and closing on their own. You hear the sound of soft whispers. But this is not funny, Craig. This is like a dramatic part. Can you not laugh? You hear the sound of soft whispers when no one is near. Your pet starts to act strangely. And if you don't have a pet, then obviously it's already happening. (laughs) (laughs) An unexplained smell fills the room. So, yeah, I guess I have had a paranormal experience daily with you around. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, Uh, We're actually live on air, Craig. Can you please turn your phone off? Sorry about that. That's a reminder for the podcast release. (laughs) Um, We're just doing it now, Han, so about, you just wait. It's about four months late. That's <laughs> fine. Um, talking about the temperature dropping, Yeah, I've had an experience in my room mm. just over there. Okay. Middle of the night, windows closed. Yeah. And the temperature drops and a breeze comes into my face and I'm, really? I'm facing that wall. Nowhere, there's nowhere a breeze could come in. No. And, no. and it was literally just like... Whew, Oh, Ice, icy, really? straight. Yeah, it was bizarre. Do you think, though, that, you know, the paranormal know what they are, they know what they do, and they only sort of hone in on weaklings? <laughs> because, like, I've never... Like, they know I'm strong and brave, but but you, you know, you've had a few experiences, so... I think they only hone in on people who know they can take it. Because imagine you, I touch your shoulder and you cry. Imagine you saw a ghost, you'd be dead, mate. But we'd be friends because I'd be brown bed. to him. Brown bread. <laughs> <laughs> right then, have you got any stories for me? Yeah, I do. Um, are you re- are you ready? Though? Is this the disclaimer one? Yeah. God, yeah, go is. on then. Let the give, do the disclaimer first in case there's it'll sensitive come, people out come. there. Wait, wait for it. All right. So this is my story. 
Today? <laughs> All right, so sometimes, like, when you're in the cinema and you're aged 13 and you're watching The Haunting in Connecticut and it's bloody terrifying, you think, this is too... This is too fake. Like, these stories can't be real. However, a lot of horror film stories are actually based on true life. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm. Films like The Conjuring, Poltergeist, and even Nightmare on Elm Street all are based on true stories. How is Nightmare on Elm Street one? I didn't look into it. Oh, this is bullshit. But that's something I will look into after. It's not part of the story. It's just a little thing. <laughs> um, shut your mouth. So... Um, these aren't the, the only, these aren't the only ones. So the Conjuring Two is based on true events, which is where my story lies. Okay, here we go. The real life story. Get your get your buzzer thing ready. Is called the Enfield Poltergeist. <laughs> Let's set that scene there. Okay. While some call it a hoax, others consider it. Con <laughs> others consider it. Consider it to be one of the most witnessed cases of supernatural activity. So The Conjuring 2 is about a girl being possessed by a demon, right? In London, based on a true story. On August the 31st, 1977, the Hodgson family experienced unusual phenomena in their London home. So normal life had ended for, for Mrs. Peggy Harper and her children in their modest council house in a quiet corner of the North London suburb of Enfield. So this is UK-based, right? Mm. This isn't far from home, just across the border. So Jane, which is one of um, Mrs Hodgson's children, claims that she was being possessed by an older man called Bill Wilkins. Okay. So compared to what was to come, the initial, the initial phenomena were relatively minor. So, you know, knocking on the wall, pieces of furniture moving in ways that just didn't seem normal. Just normal stuff. Normal stuff. So the neighbours came in and searched the house, uh, find, finding it all in order. Why are the neighbours getting involved? Well, because she was very scared and she oh, was right. like, what on earth? I need some help. So she's called the okay. neighbours in. Fair enough. So they thought they heard knocking, but the disturbances only got worse from there. Oh, shit. So the Hodgson's reportedly suffered all manners of strange happenings in the house for the next 18 months. Where was it? When was this? 1977. Okay, back in the day. Not even that long ago. So, you know, cups would fill up with water unexpectedly, like things would randomly burst into flames and disembodied voices would speak to them. What's a disembodied voice? Just a voice on its own, without a body. Wait for it. In 2012, Janet was interviewed by ITV. It's the same woman? This is the daughter. Right. She said one of the most frightening encounters was when a curtain wrapped itself around her neck when she was in bed. Jesus Christ. I know. Can you imagine? Her mum, so Peggy, the mum, she eventually turned to the press for help, reaching out to the Daily Mirror, as you do. Remember how close to home Just move is. house, love. Don't you don't need, months, yeah. Don't need to reach out to the paper. I'll tell you what to do now. <laughs> Get on, right move. Peter Allen, I'll see you Peter later. Allen, I want a new house, mate. He'll, he'll help you. My fucking curtain just strangled me. <laughs> I need out. <laughs> Maybe you need a new curtain on your house. <laughs> Maybe the poltergeist was like, this curtain is disgusting. Change it or I'll hang you with it. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen I was going to say, the, the ghost of Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the tabloid sent photographer around. His name is Graham Morris, right? 
to capture the hauntings in the house, and this is when all hell broke loose. Oh, no, look out. Morris says that when he first got to the house, nothing happened for a while. But then he experienced Lego pieces flying across the room, right? So I've actually got a little a little part of um, uh, Graham Morris talking, so I'll just play it for you now. The second night we went back in there again, and we got the same reaction again. We got this knocking. And then, um, you see a Lego? I, I, I witnessed a box of Lego underneath a chair, but I walked into the room. As I walked into the room, the Lego began to fly. But where it was coming from, I don't know. One piece hit me on the arm. And, um, Did it hurt? Oh, it, it brought a lump up. He caught me on the elbow and he brought a lump up. And as what, I say, one tiny little piece of Lego. Now, it's, it's not much bigger than a three quarters of an inch. So that's what Graham had to say. I know the explanation for this. She's putting acid in her tea. That's what's happening. Graham comes over, she pops the kettle on. But there was more than 30 witnesses. She's she's feeding them all tea, mate. Maybe. They're all high. I mean, maybe. Maybe that's what you can do as your next job in your next life, would be to dis, dis, disembunk? Is that the right word? Debunk. Debunk. That's right. That's yeah. what I said. Uh, these, disembunk. These, paranormal, <laughs> these paranormal stories literally be like, now this is what happens. Solve, mate. Acid in your tea. Solved. All right. Carrying on with my story. He says, I was standing in the kitchen and a T-shirt leapt off the table and flew to the other side of the room. Craig, this Sorry, isn't funny. This is, is not funny. The T-shirt leapt. It leapt off the table like it was possessed. This is when the, polter the poltergeist decided to speak. What? Yeah. So through Janet... Through her? Oh, Through Janet. Go. I'm telling you, she's on acid. Do you know how old Janet is? 70-odd. She's nine. Whoa. She's nine. Oh, God. Don't tell me you've got a voice recording of this. We've got a voice recording. Oh, shit. This is the disclaimer, right? <laughs> so oh. it has been hypothesised, right. not my word, that poltergeist activity is triggered by puberty, especially in young girls. Who's yeah. making you know, that up now? The exorcist and right. all that jazz. Well, it's supposed to be a theme, a running theme. That's why it's hypothesised, though, isn't it? Yes. It basically means this could be true. All right, so this next bit it is pretty terrifying. Oh, God. Um, if you get scared easily, I would suggest sort of skipping this bit. i got sweaty palms. Yeah. Go yeah. on. Let me show you the picture of Janet. So supposedly this is her... In 2012? No, back in the day, this, this... is her being possessed. Oh, Jesus. And thrown off her bed. Um, Turn it down a little bit then. No, no, this is a picture I'm going to show you now. All right. So this is Janet. Can you describe to the people on the podcast listening what you can see? Well, if you're listening on audio, yeah, it looks like she's jumped in the air. She's like doing like a little chicken pose with her feet behind her, her bum. And then there's, there's like another girl in the other bed. She's it's a bit like the room we had in Bangkok, two separate beds. It's very dated room, isn't it? There's and she's like, got her mouth wide open. She looks terrifying. Mm. She looks like she's screaming and her sister's like mortified on the bed next to her. If we listen to the audio, like you can make up your own mind whether or not you think that this is, you know, true or if she was allegedly Did you record possessed. this yourself? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Tell <Teletubbies. laughs> All right, so as in the movies, the ghost of Bill Wilkins, which is supposed to be who she's possessed by, reached out to the investigators through Janet. So the investigators are called Gross and Playfair. They were the ones recording the whole thing, and they describe it as a raspy voice coming out of the little girl, right? 
and her lips seem to hardly be moving when she speaks. Oh, God, that is terrifying. That's creepy as. All right, so what you're about to hear is the original recording of the Enfield poltergeist, okay? Mm, my days. Danny Parker and Bailey Powell are straight talking. This is a nine year old girl. And through this also you can hear her just rocking on her bed. You can hear the bed sort oh of God. creaking. The doctor in the recording is asking her to say his name. Mm. And this is her response. Oh Jesus. What'd she say? She said she said his name, Doctor. I think it's Burlock. You want me to play it again? Come on, say it for me, Doctor Burlock. Isn't that terrifying? That's just absolutely disgusting. Acid, mate. She's uh, she's been smoking the spice. <laughs> so, um, after a few minutes, the doctor asks him, the poltergeist, Bill. Mm. Um, how he died, and this was his answer. Days before I died, I did. I went blind. Then I had a language and not fell asleep, and I died in a chair. So he says that he first went blind, and then he had a hemorrhage and died in the chair. Now, bear in mind, how does a kid know what a hemorrhage is <sighs> at the age of nine? Not to mention, like, this voice. That is, yeah. And I feel like the accent just makes it ten times scarier. You know, yeah, it's yeah. old sort of, like... Old English, English kind of... Cockney. Yeah. Just so, so terrifying. Investigators later confirmed with Wilkins' son that a man by that name had indeed died in the house. Really? Many Jesus. years before. Oh, that's so creepy. I know. The poltergeist, also known as Bill, also mentioned about them killing him, the people who were interviewing him. So Morris, um, the interviewer, says, how can we kill you if we can't see you, Bill? Um, and this was his response. Oh, still going, lad. This is intense. I'll tell you what he actually says because it's very hard to make out, but he says, by praying to God. How can we shoot you if we can't see you, Bill? By praying to God. Oh, my God. How is that coming out of a little girl? That is horrible. I know. It's... it's, Oh, it just... It makes (laughs) you... I literally had hairs on my neck Uh then. That's horrible. It makes you doesn't it? So, so yeah, that's a picture of Janet apparently being possessed and thrown from her bed. So, no other case of its kind has sort of been so well documented and has got so many witnesses. Mm. Loads of people went in that house and loads of people saw things moving about, like chairs moving across the room and everything. So, you know, there were sceptics from the beginning, like of course there was, but Mm. Gross, one of the interviewers says, um, it says here, he observed in this case notes that Wilkins generally, so the, the, the possessed girl um refused to speak unless they were alone in a room or with the door closed and that the hodgson's hodgson children were motivated to add to the activity with some tricks of their own i think probably by the mother right so playfair wrote that when janet knew the cameras were on like nothing seemed to happen uh but when the girls um when asked the girls have said that they did play up to the camera a bit 
but the possession was real. Right. So I'm thinking they've just owned up to something. Mm. But they're still saying that it was real. So why, you know, I don't. Yeah, if they were going to own up, they would own up properly. Yeah, they would have just done it. So they've 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 said it was we were playing about a bit, but it was real. Interesting. It's very interesting. That's also really creepy. What do What do you think? What do you think? I don't know because it's you know it could be explained by like a mental health problem as well. Do you know what I mean? People lose the plot, mm-hmm. don't they? You know, but then they say, "Oh, he's possessed." But who's deciding that? The person who's going in as a doctor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and she was very young to be able to know those words and put on that voice and yeah. know the fact that that man had died in her house. You know, back then you can't just go on the internet and be like, "Who owned this house yeah. before me?" Yeah, or what? You know, a kid wouldn't know what a, a hemorrhage, a hemorrhage is. was. Big words, isn't it? Mm. So it's a tough one. There is actually a series on that. We should watch is it. it. Yeah, Let's I think I found it. Yeah. <laughs> Nice one, babes. So are you ready for my story? Is it good? Britney Spears. What? Really? <laughs> uh, do you understand what podcast this is, Craig? Paranormal activity involving Britney Spears. Okay. So <laughs> this is from a lady called Julianne Kay, who was Britney's makeup artist during her most iconic period from 99 to 2004. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote, this is what she says. She had she had a place basically in Sunset Plaza. So Julian says she had that place up in Sunset Plaza, and she calls me. I had my friend do Reiki healing on her. He had come up. I guess he'd had a crazy part. She'd had a crazy party and weekend and needed to relax. He left, and she swears to God that he opened some spirit portal or something, and these bad spirits had come in, and it was like a male and female, and they were trying to push her down the stairs or something crazy. This is Julian in a in an interview uh, and she says uh, Julianne revealed Brittany was so scared that she refused to set foot in the property again it was so bad that she left and she went to the Casa del Mar hotel to stay there and never went back to the house mm-hmm. she goes I know you're going to think I'm crazy I'm not crazy I know what I saw and I know what I felt blah 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 and she was like Julianne was like I know I was like no I believe that shit too so it doesn't really weird me out that much but she was very persistent about it and she put her house on the market. Oh. So Brittany has this little freak out thing. She thinks a portal's open, there's ghosts. Guess who buys the house and dies in it? Oh, sugar. Br- Brittany Murphy. Dead, brown bread in the oh, house. no. The same house, right? So she was 32 years old. Uh, and after suddenly collapsing in the bathroom, the coroner ruled mysterious death. No way. And was caused by a number of things. Pneumonia, anemia, drug intoxication. Not really mysterious. No. <laughs> that just lays it out there. There's but, three reasons. But it says um, she reportedly had a mix of dozens of prescriptions of over-the-counter pills in a system that led to the theory that it was just another tragic Hollywood overdose. Right. But here's the really unexplainable part. Her husband, screenwriter Simon Monjack, died just a few months later in the same house so oh, he wow. yeah so he was only 39 oh my god and he died in the same bedroom as britney murphy and also from acute pneumonia and anemia according to hollywood no reporter yeah and where's that that's like what, in, in hollywood yeah so so you know you would sort of connect pneumonia with being cold 
Hollywood's not that cold, is it? No, it's not. So that's a bit strange, isn't it? So I was looking at this and I was thinking, obviously, there's some red flags here. It's a bit suspicious. Mm. We all know Britney's, you know, she's gone off the rails a bit now. For she, she, did, on TikTok, she did TikTok shave her head and have a mental breakdown <laughs> and hit someone with an umbrella. Maybe it was because of that portal that opened in her house. Possibly. I think it was more the paparazzi, though. Well, I was looking into this and I was thinking, there's got to be explanations for these deaths. Brittany Murphy, was she a drug addict? I can't remember. I think she was, yeah. Yeah? yeah. So maybe, you know, the circle she roamed in, her husband was a druggie too. And this is just a massive coinkydink. I haven't looking, looked into this. There's, apparently there's three scientific explanations for paranormal activity. Okay. The first one is, because I told you so. A what? <laughs> so one class study saw participants visiting five main areas of a theatre before completing a questionnaire to assess their feelings and perceptions. Prior to the tour, one of the groups was told that the location was haunted, while the other group was informed that the building was under renovation. Unsurprisingly, participants that were... Sorry about that. Do you mind, love? No. <laughs> Sorry, I had more left than that. Sorry, carry on. Unsurprisingly, participants that were told the place was haunted experienced more intense experiences similar to those of paranormal happenings. Okay. So like verbal suggestions and things like that are, are part of the, you know, when you go to somewhere, like we, I did, um, what's it called? That place in Edinburgh, like underground years ago and mm. they like tell you it's haunted they tell you all these stories and you like go the down there dungeons, the it's like dungeons. it's like a, a whole city underneath a city mm -hmm. they like built a city on top of it so when they tell you like it's haunted you're like down there and you're like looking for you're things to for move yeah so that's one of the explanations okay the other one is electromagnetic fields and spooky sounds so one example is contemporary pieces of live music were laced with infrared sound and the audience were then asked to describe their reactions to the music so more unusual experiences were reported uh, when infrared sound was present. Chills down the spine, feeling nervous, waves of fear and uneasy or sorrowful emotions. Okay. So a, a lot of these like haunted places are like within the vicinity of electromagnetic sounds and fields and stuff like that. So that's another one. Okay. And then the third one, which relates back to Britney's gaff, mm. is toxic hallucinations. That's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. So supernatural perceptions can also arise from reactions to toxic sub substances such as carbon monoxide, formaldehyde, and pesticide. It's also been suggested that fungal hallucinations caused by toxic mold could uh, stimulate haunting-related perceptions. Going back to the story, when two people pass in the same place, you look for environmental factors, right? Which led to the theory that the home had toxic black mold. Is this a theory or did it have mould? Brittany's mother filed a lawsuit alleging that a couple of years after her daughter's passing, other family members suggested other poisoning as tests run in private labs showed that she had abnormally high levels of heavy metals in her system. So, basically, her house was mouldy. But would that give you metals in your system? Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like some people, when they like are looking for a reason, they just come up with utter bullshit. Yeah, maybe. But that's weird. That's really weird, isn't it, for her to just be like, I'm moving house, maybe never going was, back. Maybe she was smoking a radiator. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of metals in my blood. She smoked a radiator. Smoking a radiator. There used to be a radiator by there. That's it. Brittany, who is that gone? It's a radiator, love. Smoked her. Smoked her. With a shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fact for you. 
34% of British people believe in ghosts. Okay. And 9% of cum- feel like they've communicated with the dead. What do you think about that? I would have guessed about 34%, yeah. <laughs> would you? Yeah, well, it's... It's, it's been a hell of a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not to the T, but yeah. Yeah, I believe in that. I, I believe you. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me do like a little quick fire round Go on with then. you. So this is kind of like a true or false little game. All right, so obviously this isn't my sentence because it's very intelligent. So according to descriptions or, or depictions prof- provided by believers, a true ghost always appears in the likeliness of a living being. Being is that true or false? That they they appear in a person. They appear in the likeliness of a living being. Is that what people would depict a a ghost as? No. So you're saying it's false? Yeah, I'd say false, yeah. That's right, it is false. Because people think they seem like shadows or like white figures and stuff. Of what though? Of a person? Well, no, just objects. Just objects. Like floating shit. Like, like radiators coming back to haunt you. <laughs> so The ones that you smoked. Yeah, if you smoked them. Took their lives, <laughs> didn't you? In many societies, funeral rituals are believed to prevent the ghost from haunting the living. Is that true or false? That is true, isn't it? It is true, yeah. And uh, that's all I've got because I only got those two right on the quiz on the internet. (laughs) The only ones that would give me the answer. (laughs) But ultimately, right, I have a a very thought-provoking, semi-terrifying question that I came across. Righto, go on then. First, first of all, before I ask you that question, I'll give you a fiver if you can spell Ouija board. Oh, um, W J. No. H <laughs> J. So wrong. <laughs> no. What is it? There's a J in there, isn't there? O U. O U J. O U I J J A. Told you oh, there you was a J, J in there. They got a J. Fiver, mate. Yeah. So no. No, you didn't get Would you ever do one or have you done a Ouija board? Um, people have done Ouija boards in my presence. Um, but You're I hard. I haven't taken part. <laughs> not that hard. <laughs> I think I actually went into the other room when it was happening. I was just like, nah, I'm not into all that. And I don't believe it either. I think it's a pile of cods wobble. <laughs> right, this ultimate question. I came Go on. Last, right. I can't wait for this. Thought-provoking, mm. little bit terrifying. Mm-hmm. Can you trust your own mind? In terms of what? Take it as you will. <laughs> There's a lot of varying factors, isn't there? You, you mean as in like you think you've seen something, but is your mind playing tricks on you? Well, yeah, it's related to this podcast, which is paranormal <laughs> themed, yeah? Well, I'd say no, because there's loads of things about that, and there? there's quite a lot of scientific studies on your mind like inventing things and, and, and like filling in gaps with things mm. from, from your memories and stuff like that. Right. Uh, just, just, a, just a question. Just a question. <laughs> What's your answer? No. <laughs> no, definitely not. You can't trust your mind. Nah. I can't trust anything I own. I can't trust my body. can't trust my mind. Why can't you trust your body? Because it, it pops off all the it time. It faints a lot. Hot on the floor. I'm like expecting to tell you to do that though today. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we not a team? <laughs> hey, there's your answer. You want to hear something creepy? You know you demonstrated your little recording showing off with all your research and your paranormal poltergeist and stuff. Yeah. I got one too. I'm busy with mine over there. You got, you got a disclaimer? It's better. You haven't got a disclaimer? Oh, that's fine. This is 
not as creepy, but still good. Okay. So this is called the Radio 4 Ghost. So in oh, I've heard this one. Oh, brilliant. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Get so Cheeky excited. Cheeky boy. <laughs> So in February 2004, you call me a cheeky boy. <laughs> Sandy Toxvig was broadcasting live from Leap Castle, built in the 15th century. It's considered to be the most haunted castle in Ireland. Oh, we'll have to go there. Mm. Many people were imprisoned and executed there, and they said that the spirits haunt the corridors. Did one of these? Uh, Otherworldly inhabitants managed to end up as an uninvited guest on Radio 4's Access Baggage. Oh, so when was... Do you mean Access Baggage? Access Baggage. When were they broadcasting? Like what year? 2004, if you were listening properly. Okay. So this is the recording. Ready? But even the BBC oh God, has occurrences it, it can't fully explain. Fucking hell, Grace, get the shite out of me then. Keep you on your toes. Here you go, start again. But even the BBC has occurrences it can't fully explain. In February of this year, Radio 4 listeners reported hearing a ghostly voice 23 minutes into a live transmission of the show, Excess Baggage. Oh. Sandy Toxvig and her guests had been broadcasting from Lep Castle, apparently one of the most haunted sites in the British Isles. Just said that, mate. Here's what happened. I mean, one of our crews brought a camera that was working perfectly at the airport. It's now not working here at all. Uh, have you, yes, the, I mean, it's just one of those things. Perhaps the battery's gone flat, you know. Yes, well, I was talking to the sound men before last night, and that's happened to me going, doing something for television where somebody was mic'd up, but he said it's pointless miking me up because it'll never work, and they didn't believe him, and it didn't ever work. And as I told the story last night, one of the sound men said, yes, we've had that happen with other people. I'm, I'm beginning to make it. You're beginning to make a believer out of me, Sean, I think. I know. What's he saying? I know. Yeah, that makes the hair stand up on the back of I my don't... neck. My absolute animal Go instinctive reaction to that recording is, oh, that's spooky. That's spooky? That is fucking terrifying, love. Right, I'll play it again. It, like, just jumps in. You can't quite make out what he says, but I'll play it again. To make it. You're beginning to make a believer out of me, Sean, I think. I know. I know. Yeah, that makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, as a sceptic myself, <laughs> I want to say, you know, I don't know how it works with all these camera crews and if they've got podcast mics or whatever, or who, you know, they're obviously recording that as well, like film-wise, are they? Mm, mm. Even though it's just for the radio, it might be for something else. Maybe, you know, one of the camera guys has got a mic on or something and he he's saying something to somebody He's else like fucking with the crew. Food. Across the road. Across the road. Is that what I meant to say? Room. Yeah. But why would you whisper it all creepy and dark well, like that? Well, because, you know, they're, they're live and you, you're trying if to... I was, if I was going to be like, pass me the SD card, I wouldn't be like, pass me the SD card. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ghost, mate. Yeah. Nah, I don't believe it. Bullshit. I'm torn. Saw my nan once, not long hang after on, she died. Hang on, what? <laughs> moving on, are we? Yeah, we're moving on. Okay. A lot of people I know have experienced this. Mm. And I don't know whether it's just a huge part of the trauma of losing a loved one mm. that your brain just like throws it back into reality. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but uh, my sister saw her husband's dad at the end of her bed yeah. a few days after he died or the same night that he died. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when she found out that he died that night, she was just like, oh my God, terrifying. Yeah, and it's really crazy when somebody you know and trust and love tells you this yeah because like, you're like they they're not lying to me you know yeah. this is what they've seen you just think oh. 
I just think I wish I could see it myself. Yeah. She wasn't scared though, was she? Um, I don't think she was, no. Because it's so fresh and, and you know, it's a loved one at the end of the day. So you're just a bit like, oh, there's so-and-so. Mm. But, but maybe you're not, was she like half asleep? Well, that's the thing I was going to say is like you, you said about trusting your mind. Can you trust your mind? Because mm. I've had a lot of dreams that feel so real. And the one with my nan was was one of those. And I, I've had sleep paralysis a few times, which is terrifying. Yeah. But this one time... You know, you think because it was my nan, I wouldn't be as scared, but I think it was just the shock of of it happening. So I was laying in my bed and uh, it was the middle of the night and my nan just walked into the room mm. and like looked at me. And like the first thing was for me to just scream my head off because I knew she died and I, and I thought it was a ghost. Right. Were you awake or you were asleep? That's what I mean. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I guess I was asleep. Okay. Um, But that's what I was saying about going back to not, knowing whether you can trust your mind or not, is mm -hmm. that your brain throwing that vision into your own reality? Yeah. Or is it a dream and it's just playing that picture? Do it's you know what I mean? It's so 15-dimensional, I think, our brains, you know? Mm. Like, just, you know, the only thing I can really relate it to is, like, anxiety. Mm. I don't think about that. I don't welcome that. But my my subconsciously, it happens. Yeah. So who's... Who's up there in my subconscious going, bit of anxiety today, press that button. Yeah. Like I feel like somebody else is controlling that part of me because I don't I don't want that. And I I physically like cannot get rid of it. Yeah. By just thinking, I'll go away. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We're so complex as people, I think. We talked in one of the other podcasts about like how much of our brain we use, and it's not a lot. And I don't think we know enough about the brain in depth we we definitely don't know enough about the brain me and you we don't know <laughs> but i mean even the world as a whole and the most smartest people in the world i don't even think they knows <laughs> so it's yeah i think if i had another life um and i was maybe born a little bit smarter then that's something i would go into brain development is it analytics of the century world yeah <laughs> You heard it here first, That's folks. That's what my book will be called. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more short story for you, which I came across. This is the story of Ross Allison, who is an investigator, and he also teaches Ghostology 101, <laughs> obviously, at the University of Washington. Hi, I teach bullshit <laughs> for a living. If I just imagine, I was like, he's actually on the phone. We've got an interview. <laughs> oh, hi, Ross. Hi, so, sorry, mate. I was only joking, Ross. I was only playing, mate. Love ghosts, mate. So um, he's an advanced ghost hunter, if you will. <laughs> Don't worry, Ross. I'll kick him from under the table. Advanced um, ghost hunter. So he has led uh, ghost walking tours and pub crawls in and around Seattle. Um, he's hosted annual ghost hunter getaways for the Spectacurious. So he's capitalising on nonsense then and he has also written numerous books about the supernatural phenomena so your man's he's got it going on he knows what's happening up here right right over to you ross <laughs> pretend i'm ross i'm not gonna put an accent on oh god don't do a creepy voice now he says for my lecture tour i was invited to st louis university that's where the true exorcist case took place oh you know that exorcist is actually based on a boy, not a girl. Is they it? just put a boy they put girl in the in the film. Yeah, it was actually a boy. Oh. After I finish my lecture, I take my students on a ghost hunt around the campus. 
They took me to a building next to a church. We go upstairs and I'm surprised that when we got to the fourth floor, it's completely abandoned. Run down, graffiti everywhere, holes punched in the walls. The students tell me that when the church owned this building, this is where the nuns lived and where they used to teach Sunday school. You can still see crosses and chalkboards on the walls. But then he entered this one little room and he heard a crunch underneath his foot. Mm. Was it a crunchy? He looked down and realised that he'd stepped on a crunchy. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) It was a dead bird. Oh. Yeah. Anticlimactic. So he says, I've investigated a lot of abandoned places. Sometimes animals get trapped in there and they die, you know, it's not unusual. But then I shine my light through the rest of the room and I see dozens and dozens of dead birds just scattered about on the floor. Mm. I had been through most of the fourth floor and had not come across any dead animals until I'd got to this one room. What made this especially odd is that there were no doors to any of the rooms on the fourth floor. Security had removed them all to make it easier to conduct their rounds. So why did these birds all choose to die here in this one room? Come to find out, this is the room the boy had stayed in during his exorcism. Weird. That's really disturbing. So he's like, all right, now I'm standing in this room filled with all these dead birds and I'm realising that an exorcism had been performed there. Creep factor has gone up tenfold. Less than five minutes after we start monitoring the room, all of our equipment goes off at the exact same time. The temperature drops rapidly to the point where I'm expecting to see my own breath. The EMF detector is going off like crazy and the comfort... And the compass is spinning around and around and it won't stop. My camera is shooting video, so I switch it to the infrared setting and start filming. So he says he usually just starts asking questions to the room, like, and filming, in the hopes that you will hear an answer when maybe it's played back. One of the questions he asks is, can you tell me who's in this room? So 12 seconds of silence. And then all of a sudden, he starts to hear crying from from the left of him. (laughs) Is actually the students crying. Oh. It's all too much. Um, they're terrified and uncomfortable, and for safety reasons, they decide to, to stop and just leave the place. Um, later, uh, when he reviews the evidence that he's collected, um, and he goes to the part of the recording where he asks who's in this room, he gets a response. Shut up. It says, fuck you, it's mine. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> How scary is that? Imagine. Oh, that's horrible. Like, this really makes me want to go on YouTube and find all this evidence of all these, like, people saying stuff. And, you know, like you're recording, you just played, like, I want to hear people and I want to hear stuff. But just to uh, throw it out there, you know that recording I just played you when you're like, it's probably the sound man. Yeah. Maybe it's just his mate in the corner with a little mic and he goes, fuck you, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he played it back and he's like, oh, Put it on YouTube and get 300 million views. (laughs) No, but it wouldn't really, that wouldn't really be a reason for that, would there? And I wonder how it sounded. You make shitloads on YouTube from that. That's the thing. Why is it not on there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, why is it not? It was a pretty up to date blog post. So why is the evidence not anywhere? Great story. Thank you. Great blog post. That's why he's done it. Yeah. The hits. He's he's doing it for traffic, I'm telling you. Yeah, but you want he's the got, evidence. He's got Ross Allison t-shirts he wants to sell. <laughs> I want to hear it though. Ross Allison rubbers. Otherwise, it's just it's just bullshit to me. 
Where's the evidence? Get Ross on a lie detector. That's what I say. Possibly bring him back for like an 11th part of this podcast. <laughs> Ross, if you're listening to this, mate. <laughs> Which I know on. you are. I love ghosts. And we love Seattle. We'd love to have you on. So yeah, just uh, DM me, hon. I got one more story for you. Of course you have. So this is a, a Twitter feed that went viral. Yeah, I love of, that. Of this account from this guy called Adam Ellis. Mm. I'll leave the link in the YouTube and underneath the podcast if you want to follow the whole feed because it goes on forever. Yeah. But the first few things of it are pretty interesting. So it's called Dear David, documenting the ghost in my apartment. Mm. First tweet. So, my apartment is currently being haunted by the ghost of a dead child and he's trying to kill me. That's the first tweet. Whoa. Why are you there? Why are you still there? Move out, mate. Get on right move. Take your laptop and off you what go. What have we told you? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these people, honestly. Second tweet. He started appearing in my dreams, but I think he's crossed over into the real world now. Amazing. But, it, you know, we say you should just up and move, but how interesting. No ch- no chance. I'll see you got, later, mate. I've got things to do. i got a life to live. But if you've got my personality, you're like, why doesn't he like me? Yeah, but remember you're weird AF. So I would be like, Dave, can we be friends? You know, if I make a sandwich, I can like, make... My name's David, you little knob. <laughs> if I make a sandwich, I can make you a sandwich. Like, we could be friends. The first time I saw him... I was experiencing sleep paralysis and I saw a child sitting in the green rocking chair at the foot of my bed. No, you didn't, though. That's terrifying. Be Can pa- you imagine? I've already packed my bags. I think I've changed my mind, actually. Yeah. Because I know that they're going to come in the night. So yeah. change, I've changed my mind, if you're listening. <laughs> Fuck off, right? <laughs> I don't need it in my life right now. I just talked about anxiety. Like, we don't need that. So I'm going to have to show you this picture now. Um, so he had, he said... He has a huge misshapen head that was dented on one side. I did my best to draw it. No way. All so we, right. So this is what David looks like. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Righto. So, so he looks like he's got a massive head. He's got a massive and head. And there's a big chunk out of it. And his eyes look like down and they're looking like up at you like he's going to serial kill you. But it is a drawing. Hang on. How does someone serial kill one person? Check back to True Crime Podcast, the last one we just did. Um, watch that one. <laughs> Still don't answer the question. <laughs> Moving on. For a while he stared at me, but then he got out of the chair and started shambling towards the bed. Now what does shambling mean? I don't know, but I in don't your, like it. In your head. I don't like what it. What does that mean? David, stop your shambling, please. <laughs> I'm trying to get some shut eye. I'm going to tell your bloody mother. <laughs> Who taught you to shamble like that? No shambling past midnight. What are you doing? It's a rule in this apartment. <laughs> Take that shambling elsewhere, you dirty boy. <laughs> I couldn't move because I was paralysed. I have sleep paralysis fairly often. It sucks. Hang on a minute. Right, question. Mm. If you're in bed, chances are you're going to be laying on your back looking up, yeah? Mm. How is your peripheral let you look down and into the corner of your room where he's sitting? Well, he's... In, later on in the feed, he's, he's put pictures up of his apartment, yeah. and it's one of those kind of small ones. So his rocking chair is essentially there where my bed is. Very close. So it's really close. So you oh would see God. it from your uh, bed. Oh. Let me carry on. Well, what I what I feel like is when you know this, when you know about sleep paralysis, it mm. can happen to you because you know about it. Mm. So can you not like? Can you not what? Well, I've never had it. So can you not talk about it? Because now I know about it. Chances are I'm going to have it. <laughs> is it like with restless legs? Yeah, and you go, oh, now you've said it. You're going to have it now. It's not fun. I've had it many a time. Oh, my God. 
Right before he reached my bed, I woke up screaming. No. I had another dream a few nights later where I was in a library and a girl came up to me and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? Random stranger, never met this girl. This guy is is either he's either having a really shit time in his life and he's the most unlucky man on the planet yeah. or he's an incredibly genius writer. Mm. The thread goes on. I was like, who? And she said, dear David, you saw him. So he says, she continued, he's dead. He only appears at midnight and you can ask him two questions if you said dear David first. I mean, now this sounds like one of those chain emails that's like, ah, oh, if you don't forward this, um, <laughs> dear David's going to come to your house at 12 o'clock and he's going to ask you two questions. Do you know what I mean? Then she added, but never try to ask him a third question or he'll kill you. I was very shaken. Having two dreams about the same thing is pretty weird. Anyway, a couple yeah. of weeks passed without incident. Then David came back into another dream. Same situation. I was in bed and he was sitting in the rocking chair near the window staring at me. In the dream, I look, say... Look, look, <laughs> I got him as well. Excuse me, sir. In the dream, I say, dear David, how did you die? He mumbles, an accident in a store. Oh, elaborate. I've only got two bloody questions. I say, dear David, what happened in the store? Okay. He groans. A shelf was pushed onto my head. I'm frozen with fear. I ask, who pushed the shelf? What's he doing? What's he doing, mate? What's he doing? Rule number one, don't ask more than two questions. Adam, mate, what are you dicing with death? I realise that I've asked a third question. For God's sake, which I'm not supposed to do. Thick well, thick I could have told you that, Ad. Thick as shit. At that point, I wake up absolutely terrified. The next couple of days, I Google deaths in the city, but can't find anything about a, a kid named David dying in a store. I even try different names, Daniel, Dylan, Devon, nothing. A few, a few weeks go by without incident. Sort of randomly, the apartment above mine is vacated and I have the opportunity to move into it. It's a larger apartment, so I'm thrilled. Another month or two goes by and I sort of forget about dear David and think he lost track of me because I moved upstairs. But lately, some strange things have been happening. For the past four nights, my cats gather at the front door at exactly midnight and just stare at it, almost like something is on the other side. Oh, God. He's put photos of this now on the feed. Okay. Of his cats just literally looking at the bottom of the door. Whoa. Last night, I got a weird feeling and looked out the peephole, and I'm dead certain I saw movement on the other side. I opened the door and turned the hall light on, and nothing was there, but my cat seemed unnerved, bushy tails, etc. And that's where I'm right now. Dear David found me, I think. I don't know what to do. I'll keep you updated. And basically this goes on and on and on, this this feed. I, I only yeah. got so far, but he he starts taking pictures and videos of the clock at exactly the same time every night Shut his cats up. go to the door. No way. And then it, it goes on and he ends up buying a, a Fuji... Uh, instant like Polaroid camera right. and he, he's taken photos of outside of his door and they and they always come out completely black and he, he takes one on his phone and you can see the hall and yeah. then he's taking them on the Polaroid and they're all blacked out oh, yeah. and he tries like loads of different packs you know, just in case mm -hmm. the film's dead or mm -hmm. whatever that's quite creepy isn't it I don't like her. And there's pictures of him like taking photos through the peephole and you could see like these weird little shapes and he's like, people didn't believe me, so here's another one. And he's like documenting it properly. I find it so strange that like, he's only moved upstairs. Why can't David get in through his door? I he's a know. ghost. Like, 
I don't know, maybe David obviously died in his last apartment somehow. And maybe you have to welcome into your new one or something. I don't know. The other part, I just remember just flicking through now to see what what, ap- what happened. This is, is a really interesting feed to go through. But another part is David comes back, basically. He comes into a dream and he grabs him by the arm. He gets to the bed, grabs him by the arm. And he drags him to a warehouse, an empty warehouse. Right. And then he wakes up the next day. He's got a bruise on his arm mm. and he takes a photo of it. Shut up. And then he said he's going on his normal daily walk. And there's a, a warehouse where they used to like build like pallets and stuff like that. Uh, and, the em- and the warehouse is completely empty. He said he's literally lived there for four years. And the day after that dream, he goes there and the, the warehouse is completely empty and shuttered up. And he goes in there and there's a green chair in the warehouse. Shut up. Yeah, it's a mad feed. Dear David. What's the guy's name? Adam Ellis. So I I'll, think, I'll leave I the feed. I think Adam likes to be Twitter viral. He I think he Twitter does. too much. To be fair to the fella, he's getting like 4.4k likes and endless comments on this feed. And it goes on and on and on. What do you think about that? Kid with his head caved in. I just think... On a rocking chair. You know, it's always like at the pinnacle moment that you wake up. Why is that? I guess because your, your brain is trying to protect you. And so you get so scared that the only thing it can think to do is wake you up. So do you think it is true that if you die in a dream, you die in real life? No, because I've died like so many times in so many dreams. Why isn't your brain protecting you? Because I wake up just as I, just as I'm dead. So you're dead. (laughs) You're already dead though. Yeah. (laughs) I've died in my dream. Yeah, but why isn't your brain protecting you then? I don't know. I've been shot like... I've like, gone off cliffs in cars and been stabbed. You're a strange man. You need to stop watching TV. Because <laughs> I've never been shot. Strictly Teletubbies only. You know, pe- people like me in that. So I've never actually been shot. So that is it for this. Was it me? Did I shoot you? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Did you annoy the shit out of me one day? And I was like, you know, I'm going to have him. I'm going to have him. You've got that on recording now. This is out for the public. So if I ever die by gunshot wound, you know who did it. Oh, I'll look into how to get away with murder. Bloody <laughs> hell, babes. Calm down, will you? I'll be like, now there's a scientific reason why this boy is dead. <laughs> Point all the facts to somebody else. I'll send, send David round your house with his caved in head. Don't even joke about such things, Craig. All right, lads, so that is it uh, of our very random, very unorganised uh, podcast on the paranormal. I- I'm sorry, did you just say unorganised? Did you know the sound bites that I had? And I had the times right for each and every one of them. Yeah. You want to bring your organisation skills up hey, a bit next time. you learn a bit about Britney, so there's that. <laughs> I feel sorry for Britney. We need to watch a new documentary. Hashtag free Britney. Is there one out, is there? Yeah. Oh, we're watching that tonight. You love Britney, don't you? I love a bit of Britney. I feel sorry for her. Wish I knew the truth. So if you're brand new around here, lads, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, make sure you press subscribe. Yes. If you're listening on your podcasting platforms, leave us a review, especially, well, through Apple Podcasts. We're doing a competition. Competition. If you leave us a five-star review with some lovely words, yeah. you could be in with the chance of winning some King In It merch. Ooh. Do you have a riddle to go out with? I do, actually, yeah. So we'll end this week's podcast on another riddle. Uh, this one isn't as intense, but it's just a quick... Do you reckon I'll get it? You might get this one, yeah. All right. But don't say it if you know it. No, but if I know it, maybe I'll say it. No, because then it'll ruin <laughs> it for everyone else. If I get it, everyone will get it. Dear David will get it if I get it. You might have heard it already, though, so keep your mouth okay, go on. stummed. Go on. What goes around the world? I know it. I know it. 
and stays in a corner. Do you know it? Yeah. No, carry on. What goes around the world and stays in a corner? Is that it? That's it. Come back next week to find out what that is. Wow, okay, that's a good one. Thanks so much for hanging around with us. Hopefully we've made your day a little bit more scary. Yeah, um, sorry if we have. Please don't have nightmares tonight. And do you think one of, you can maybe borrow... Calm yourself down, babes. Maybe you can borrow our Disney Plus password. Yeah. Have a little Moana. Because we've, we've spent three months paying for that and we've only watched one film, so someone better use it. Yeah. <laughs> but that'll make you feel better, you know? That'll lift your spirits after today's terrifying podcast. Until next time, guys. One, two, three, bye! bye.